Hi, this is Morty Lefko with another edition of the weekly podcast, Conversations with Top Personal Development Bloggers. Every week, we have a conversation with a blogger who has a slightly different take on personal development. There's so much valuable material being offered by personal development bloggers. This is the best place to find out which ones might provide you with just what you're looking for, what's unique about each blogger, why they started writing their blog, how their personal experiences inform their writing, why you ought to be reading their blog, and lots more. Today, I have the pleasure to talk to Melody Fletcher, who writes a blog called Deliberate Receiving. So let's find out about Melody. Uh, You're in Barcelona, Spain, right? I am, Morty. Thank you very much for having me on. I'm in gorgeous Barcelona, Spain. My pleasure. What got you to Barcelona? You don't sound like you have a Spanish accent, so you don't sound like you were born there. So how'd you get there? Um, I was backpacking around Europe for four months, uh, kind of having stepped out of the corporate world for a little while. I'd been working in Germany for a few years and uh, just got really tired of it and thought I'd travel around the world. Uh, The original plan was to teach English and travel all around the world, and then I got stuck in Barcelona because I loved it so much. Mm -hmm. Um, So I traveled through here and then just decided to stay here. Taught English for a year, hated it, uh, but loved Barcelona. So I decided to stay here uh, but give up the English teaching thing and uh, and got a proper job for a while. Wonderful. Okay, well, it's one way to get there. It is. It is. It's a city that you just kind of fall in love with when you come here. Um, it's it's absolutely magical, and it's been incredibly transformative for me because I stepped right back into the corporate world for a while when I was here and did that for five years. And I don't think I would have grown as much in another country as I would have in Spain because the Spanish are very relaxed. For example, if you eat lunch at your desk, they look at you like you're crazy. Mm -hmm. They just, you know, they they kind of wonder, why would you do that? Why Mm -hmm. wouldn't you just go out and into the sun and eat? And if you have your coffee at your desk, again, you're just stupid. Like go down to the coffee shop and have a proper coffee like a normal human being. Mm -hmm. And so you start to, you know, get influenced by that. And I think that really started to open my eyes to why am I running all the time? Why am I constantly hurrying all the time? Why am I trying to produce, produce, produce? What is it that I actually want? And over the course of five years, that really did help me to sort of calm down a bit. And then I stepped out of the corporate life and started doing what I'm doing now. Well, great. We'll get to that in a second. Just to thinking about Barcelona, uh, my daughter, uh, Brittany, when she was in high school, uh, majored, uh, not majored in, but was real interested in Spanish, and she was taking advanced placement Spanish, etc. And they had a, uh, a special program where their Spanish teacher took a bunch of them over to Barcelona for, I think, a couple of weeks, two weeks or so, two and a half weeks, uh, total immersion. They spoke nothing but Spanish, went to the museums and had some classes there and everything. And she loved the experience. She said she just loved being there. So uh, that's, uh, when you said Barcelona, I said, oh, I, I know a little bit about that. My daughter's been there. It's an amazing city. Yeah. It's right on the Mediterranean. You've got the mountains really close. You've got a very artistic culture. Architecture is amazing. It's got a beautiful energy, uh, which is why I've been here for 12 years. I've never lived that long anywhere in my entire life, but I, I continue to love it here. Well, I'm glad it's worked out. Uh, you talked a little bit about your corporate background. What was the impetus to start your blog? Oh, well, that had absolutely nothing to do with my um, corporate background because I I have a a very varied background. I mean, I used to work in the restaurant industry and then I worked in the casino industry in Las Vegas and then I worked in uh, telecommunications in Germany and then um, technology in Barcelona. I ran a technology service center here. So very varied background, but 
all my life, really, I had a drive to help people, and I was always a teacher, and uh, and always could read energy and suppress that for many years because mm-hmm. I thought that was just weird, and you know, you can't really bring that out. You can't sit in a corporate meeting and go, "Okay, everyone, let's visualize and meditate," like, or at least I didn't think you could do that. Mm-hmm. Now they pay thousands of dollars for people to teach them how to do that, but not in my day, they didn't. And uh, and so um, when I finally left the corporate world, the input just there was to leave the corporate world because it was painful for me to be there and I just couldn't take it anymore and I took a year off and just sort of got into a cocoon and didn't really do anything except for um, meditate a lot made a lot of space for myself and within that space I started to hear my own voice and started to hear that voice that I've been suppressing for many years um, and then it come out here and there I've been studying different techniques and different metaphysical things um, but in that space, it really started to hit home. And so um, it was it was after two, three months of really just making space and hearing my own voice that I had this sort of um, big awakening moment, I guess you could call her the first one of one of many, um, where the universe has made absolute, you know, total sense. Everything just started to make sense to me. Um, and then I went to Peru uh, for a month and worked with a shaman and that deepened the entire experience. And really, I like to say, took my connection with source or the universe or God or whatever you want to call it um, from a, you know, rickety 1930s telephone connection to fiber optic video Mm -hmm. um, and just opened everything up. And it was off of that that I wanted to start my blog because Mm -hmm. I said, okay, I've always been a teacher. I need to own that. And I'm going to start, you know, publishing this information Um, and, and started a site. And a few months later started my blog and, and just started writing. And I'd always been a writer. I'd always been drawn to writing. So that's a really comfortable medium for me Um, and started to find my voice and started to share and the audience, came and that's sort of the start of it that's kind of exactly what I've been doing since then I put it out there and people that are interested come in and, and read it good so how long have you been writing when did it when did blog actually start um I have had this blog for about three and a half years uh now and mm-hmm. and blogged for about a year before I did anything I didn't even think about monetizing it um and after about a year I realized I needed to start coaching people mm-hmm. and then realized that I've been coaching people all my life um in fact the, the funny thing is is when I really sort of came out of the spiritual closet so to speak to some of my you know former colleagues from the corporate world many of them weren't really surprised at all they kind of said oh yeah that yeah we can see that you you were always kind of like that mm-hmm. and I thought I'd been hiding it you know mm-hmm. you can't hide who you are um so started coaching and have been doing that for about three three years now i guess so oh maybe the blog's almost four years old actually mm-hmm. time flies <laughs> so so what what's your background you, you you've sort of hinted at it specifically in personal development so it sounds like it's 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 a, a much more of almost a spiritual focus for you it, has it, been. it can be a little bit of a spiritual focus although i don't bring it into the spiritual that often because um the I guess my approach is really one that is somebody who um, I work with very intellectual people. I work with people who tend to be very smart and to tend to overthink everything mm-hmm. um, because that's kind of how I uh, always was. And so I get those people and I like to really dissect things and um, make sense of them. So I make sense of the law of attraction. And, and in fact, that's my tagline where the law of attraction finally makes some freaking sense mm-hmm. um, because 
it, it is at the for me it is a great way to explain how the universe actually works. But what I talk mostly about is um, how to get rid of your limiting beliefs that are in your way. And I can talk about that in terms of psychology, and I can talk about it in terms of energy, and I can talk about it in you know really woo woo terms. I always say I speak from woo to woo woo, you know. And wherever you want to um, talk to me on that, I'll, I'll I'll find my way in that spectrum. Um, and so I have a lot of very intellectual types, uh, doctors, lawyers, uh, biologists, and, which is amazing to me, scientists, um, who find me and who, um, who read my stuff um, because I explain basically something that people have already intrinsically always known um, and how that actually works and how to incorporate that into the real world. So um, how do we actually create our own reality? That sounds really pretty and it sounds wonderful in theory, but how do you actually implement that in practice? And I actually break that stuff down. It's a nitty-gritty detail, and I do it in language that – I curse on my blog. I, you know, I talk the way that everybody talks. Uh, you could have a, you know, a beer with me, and and I'm I'm not sort of this guru that's above everybody. Um, and so I break that down. I do have the ability to read energy, and when I'm coaching, I do read people's energy. But I explain to them how they can do the same thing, and I think that's the draw because I bring it into the real world for people. Very good. So, were there any particular personal experiences you talked about the shaman? in South America for a month in Chile. Uh, any other Peru. particular... Peru, I'm sorry. Uh, personal experiences you've had that have been particularly useful to you in writing the blog? Oh, my God, so many. So many. I mean, personal experiences all the time. I just published... My latest blog post that I just published was about animal communication and plant communication, um, which is out there. I get that. and um, But still, I, I felt really intuitively compelled to write that post. Uh, and I've had a lot of experiences, you know, communicating with animals and plants and communicating with people. Um, and, and so um, that have taught me a great deal mm -hmm. about our limiting beliefs. Uh, so, for example, one of the things that I talked about was that I was talking to a fruit tree. And this seems like such a banal story, but it's so meaningful. You know, I was talking to a fruit tree and it, its fruit was rotting off of its branches. And it said, please eat my fruit. I, I want you to eat my fruit. I said, well, it's, it's, it's rotting. I'm really sorry. You know, I, I can't eat it anymore. Um, and, and then I felt really bad. You know, I was anthropomorphizing it, and I felt really bad. And I thought, oh, you poor thing. All you want to do is serve, and we're not allowing you to serve. And the tree kind of went, no, that's, that's not what's going on here. I want to serve generously, but if you don't eat my fruit, it'll fall to the ground. It'll serve the earth. I don't really care if you eat my fruit or not. I'm not, you know, how I feel about myself isn't tied to what you do. Mm. But I want to give generously. And our human brains often don't want to wrap themselves around the idea of giving generously but unconditionally and not really giving a crap if the person benefits from it or not, just wanting to do it because it feels mm. good. You know, and so that was such a powerful representation for me of unconditional love, unconditional giving, truly unconditional going, I don't need you, mm -hmm. but I love you, you know, because I want to love you, not because you need to be loved. I don't really care if you benefit. It's great if you do, mm -hmm. but if you don't, I still love you. That's all right. You know, and so I thought that was such a beautiful thing. And I think, you know, nature, um, that, that, that's definitely a personal experience that, that helped mm -hmm. me. And I, I try to blog about my personal experiences, but then also, like I said, break them down and explain to them what I learned from them and, 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 and how that works. Very exciting. I, I've heard a lot about um, that, that how plants and animals uh, understand human communication. Uh, all the research has been done if you walk into a room with the intention of watering a plant and you hook a plant up to all sorts of gizmos, 
there's a totally different reaction than if you walk in with the idea of killing the plant. The plant yeah. picks that up. I've never heard anything where people actually uh, uh, experience receiving communication from plants. But I've heard a lot you know, of it the other way. Everything has consciousness. And that's not just some airy-fairy thing that some Buddhists said at one point. Everything really, truly has consciousness. The problem is, is that we can't allow ourselves to accept that as long as we are stuck in a place where we want to, you know, mistreat everything. Because at that point, now we have to kind of own our actions. We have mm -hmm. to, you know, if you understand that the earth has consciousness, the mountain has consciousness, the plant has consciousness, suddenly you become afraid to interact with it. You're like, how can I eat? This head of lettuce, if it has consciousness, yeah? Well, of course you can, because in the wild, animals eat each other, they eat the plants, and the plants want to nourish you, but they want to be respected for it. Mm -hmm. And so as long as we're, you know, in balance with everything, we can partake of everything, but we're not in balance. We humans are not in balance with nature. We are not in balance with each other. And nature is a reflection of how we're essentially abusing ourselves and how we abuse each other. Um, but there's there's absolute, if you're willing to listen, mm -hmm. there's absolute consciousness. Animals are not stupid. They have thoughts just as cognitive as we do. They understand what's going on. They don't overcomplicate and overthink things the way that we do, but they are just as cognitively uh, 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 sharp as we are, and in, in some cases more so. <laughs> oh, interesting. Very interesting. Would you say you have a typical audience? Is there, you have any idea what your demographics are? I don't know what a typical audience is. I mean, my demographic truly, I mean, people always want to know, you know, I can say, okay, uh, you know, women between their 30s and 50s and predominantly female audience uh, um, and Ivy League educated uh, or, you know, very successful or married to somebody very successful and usually successful in their own right, um, very intellectual people. And yet, in, in reality, they're all over the place. I've got teenagers up until people in their 80s. I've got men. I've got women, you you know, uh, of all cultural backgrounds, um, because what draws them is the energy of what I do, not a certain specific demographic. And I don't think it's fair to say that all women between a certain age group and in a certain de demographic have the same beliefs. I don't mm -hmm. think that that's fair to say. Um, I think that if you're a person who resonates with the way that I explain things, you're going to find my blog. And if you don't, that's okay, too. There are tons of other teachers out there uh, these days, you know. So um, really, in, 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 when, I, when, I, when I talk to my publisher about my demographic, I'll give them certain information. But the truth is, they're all over the place because it's a, it's an energy signature, not a mm -hmm. certain age range or certain you know occupation. Is your is your um, main audience mainly in the U.S. or uh, uh, other English speaking countries in Europe or where? Yeah, mostly in English-speaking countries, so mostly in the U.S., Australia, U.K., New Zealand, South Africa. Um, I have, you know, clients all over the world, uh, India. I get read a lot in India as well. Um, but then there are people, you know, in English-speaking countries, for example, I seem to be quite popular in Sweden. Mm -hmm. um, and people in, in Scandinavian countries, you know, uh, speak a lot of English. So anybody that speaks um, English to a, a high enough level to be able to read my stuff um, um, that resonates with that will come, you know, will come to my blog. And people in non-English speaking countries do tend to learn English. Mm -hmm. It's the English speakers who don't tend to yes. learn the other languages, yes. you know. So um, I'm kind of all over the place, but obviously predominantly in the English speaking countries. Um, you've talked a lot about different kinds of things you talk about in your blog. Is there an essential message? Is there some essence of all your blogs? Uh, some, yes. some essential message. What would you say your 
essential message is? Yes, the core message is that we are um, vibrational beings. We are beings of energy, and we are far, far more powerful than we think we are. We are essentially in a virtual reality game. That's not to diminish what we're doing here, but it's to show us how, you know, we shouldn't take things too seriously and how much control we actually have. Um, and the way that we create our reality is by the vibration that we emanate. It's by what we focus on. And the way that we know if we're focusing on something that we want to create or something that we don't want to create is our emotions. And so the core message is pay attention to how you feel because your emotions are telling you, are you lining up with something that you want? Are you lining up with something you don't want? And of course, in our society, we have come to learn, we have been taught, often violently so, um, to focus on things and to keep doing things that feel like crap. And we even are proud of ourselves and our ability to put up with a bunch of stuff that feels like crap. How much pain, I have a really high pain threshold. I am so great as a human being. And really you wanted to say, no, you're really stupid because no other species on earth runs towards pain. We're the only ones who do that. Not even the one-cell amoeba will do that. If you put an electric shock in a Petri dish, they all run away from it. Nobody runs towards it. But humans, we run towards it, and then we're proud of ourselves for it. And there's no reason for it. We need to stop doing the stuff that feels bad, and we need to start doing the stuff that feels good. And if we can just learn that one simple lesson that every other species on this planet embodies, our lives will get a lot better. Very good. Great message. How often do you post, Melody? Uh, well, I now post about once a week. I used to do three times a week and two days, but I'm too busy now. So I've just taken it down recently to once a week uh, and sometimes add a little Monday post. I post on Thursdays. But my posts are really long. Um, I, I'm not the kind of blogger who puts, you know, five posts a week and they're a little short. I'd rather dissect one topic uh, in, in depth. And so my posts tend to be something that you can sort of chew on for a few days. And I have about um, 500 blog posts that are article length that you can look up in my archives, including audios and videos. And, uh, and you know, there's a whole treasure trove of information there if this is a topic that you're interested in um, um, that, that will teach you all about it, essentially. I mean, a lot of people learn a lot just by coming to the blog and, and reading a whole bunch. Yeah. My mind also, I, I do once a week in mine. Uh uh, I think a short one is 1,000, 1,100 words, and they're very often 1,300, 1,400 words. That's yeah. what I, I do also. Uh, to the extent that you're familiar with other bloggers, how would, you, how would you describe what is unique about your blog? If somebody said, what is unique about this particular blog from uh, Melody, what would that be? Well, I mean, I think the most unique thing is, is that it's funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know any, and I know that that's kind of putting pressure on me, like, be funny now, Melody. Um, but uh, I, I do tend to have a really humorous style. Some blog posts are, are more humorous than others. Um, and and that was something that I didn't do in the beginning because I was afraid that maybe people wouldn't take it seriously. Um, but then I realized, well, I don't take life seriously, and I don't think we should take life seriously. I think we should have fun. And if we're supposed to have fun, then how could I not, you know, incorporate that into the blog? And that's just, I write the way that I speak. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of funny cat pictures on my blog and that sort of thing. Uh, and I think that really differentiates it. Also, because I am willing to go places that other people aren't. I'm willing to answer questions that other people aren't. Uh, no question is too tough. I don't care what people ask me. I'll answer it. Because I cannot claim that this is a philosophy that applies to everything if I'm not willing to apply it to everything. So I don't shy away from, from the tough questions. Uh, and you'll find, you know, all kinds of questions from skeptics on my blog that I've answered. Um, 
and and also that I break things down in nitty gritty. I don't leave, you know, I tend to give stuff away that other people charge a lot of money for um, because I'll, I'll dissect the whole thing um, and show you exactly how it works and it's all on my blog, you know, for free. That's not to say I don't charge for anything and I have a book coming out next year, um, but the information, I don't think that we should charge, um, this is my personal opinion mm-hmm. and other people can disagree with me, so I just do what I want. Uh, I don't feel comfortable charging for the information. I charge for helping you to apply it. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, do you have a long-term goal for your blog? To change the world. Change the world? To change the world. Absolutely. I think that we're in the best time ever. I think the world is, you know, crossing a massive or has just crossed a massive threshold. We are becoming much more positively focused, less fear focused than we've ever been. I think a lot of the turmoil in the world is showing that. It is purging out of us, just like if you're doing a detox, a juice cleanse, and you have all the nasty crap coming out of you. That's what's happening right now. Uh, And I am absolutely, I see myself as one of the people, one of the many people, but one of the people who are bringing in that whole new world, that whole new reality. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what's your mission in life and how does writing the blog contribute to it? You've been talking about that, but uh, beyond the blog... Uh, how would you describe, here's what I'm here to do, and the blog is contributing to that in some specific way? Well, on, on, on the highest level, I'm here to hold energy. That's really how I see myself. I'm, I'm a person who holds energy, so that means that my, my goal, first and foremost, has to be to focus on my own energy, which I think everybody needs to do. It all starts from within, and I practice what I preach. And so I hold my own energy. I focus on world peace. I focus on, you know, the world that I want to live in. Uh, I've created that on a micro level in my own world. I focus on that. I hold that energy um, for the rest of humanity um, because so many people are focused on the problem. Some of us have got to be focused on the solution. And, you know, I truly, truly, truly believe and have had this demonstrated to me that an unresisted desire must manifest. It must. It is law. And so when I hold an unresisted desire for world peace, that has to manifest for me. Uh, and if others join and do that as well, um, that, that I do think has the ability to influence humanity in a positive way. And for me, the blog is someplace where people can come and get clarity, but also can get, you know, it's, vibration does transfer through audio, it transfers through the written word. And if you come, you know, if, if it's an environment that helps you feel better, and that's, a, that's actually a reaction I get a lot from people. They say, all I do is open your blog and I already start to feel better. This is the place that I come. This is my sanctuary because it always helps me feel better. And sometimes because I've explained something in a certain way, but sometimes it's just because it's a happy, shiny place. Mm-hmm. And and people, you know, it has a high vibration, it has a happy vibe, and, and people can uh, come there to feel better. And I think um, that might sound trite to some people, but I think that that's probably the best value that I can provide. Very good. Um, do you accept comments on your blog? Oh, yeah. And do you, oh, yeah. Do you, do you respond to them? I no longer can respond to most of my comments. Uh, I, I, you know, wrote a blog post a couple of years ago and said, I'm so sorry, guys, I can't do this anymore. There's, there's just too much to do. And, and I need to focus on, you know, what I can in order to spread this stuff to as many people as possible. The beautiful thing that has happened is that now that I no longer respond to every comment, people are responding to each other. And there's a whole community of people. So when somebody asks a question, you know, always three, four people who are very wise and very good at this jump in and answer the question, uh, you know, just as good, if not better than I would have. And so there's this really supportive community of people that are answering each other's uh, comments. So, um, and that would have never happened if I continued to answer every comment, um, which, you know, was, was hard for me to stop doing. But um, so, no, I don't answer every comment, but they get answered. Yes. 
I find it something the same. I answer the ones that are specific questions or specific confusions. I just can't get to them all. But I'm finding in recent years the uh, the same. An awful lot of people who've been reading me for a while jump in and uh, and answer as well as I could. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we got uh, most of what I was looking for. Is there anything else you'd like our audience to know about you or your blog? You want to say something about your upcoming book or anything else you offer or anything else you haven't covered yet? Yeah, um, I've got a book coming out next June with Hay House uh, um, and manifested that effortlessly. And you can learn how I did that on my blog. I wrote about it. Um, and I also have a live event coming up in New York City in November, which I'm super excited about. It's going to be a full day workshop. And again, this just explains in nitty gritty detail. Both of them are going to explain in nitty gritty detail how the universe actually works, what you got to do uh, to get the life that you want. Mm -hmm. Very good. So the best place to find you then is deliberatereceiving.com, is that it? Deliberatereceiving.com, exactly, because everybody talks about deliberate creation. The creation's not the problem, it's the receiving it, it's getting it into your life. That's why I called it deliberate receiving. Deliberatereceiving.com. Dot uh, com. Well, fine, thank you so much. I really appreciate your spending the time today. We had a great conversation, and uh, you've excited me to go back and read some more than I already have and uh, clearly you've got a very unique voice uh, you offer something that uh, no other personal development blogger that I know of offers in quite the same way so I'm sure that there's a lot more people than already follow you who'd like to follow you if they knew more about you and hopefully uh, this interview will make you uh, uh, well better known to a lot of people who don't know about you so well, thank, thank you, you so, so much, Morty. I, I really, really, really appreciate uh, the chance to, to talk to you. Well, this was a fun conversation, and it was good to talk to you. If you ever find yourself in San Francisco, I think I'd love to sit down and have lunch or dinner or hang out for a little bit and talk a little bit. Uh, Absolutely. Sounds like you got a, a lot of fascinating ideas. And as I say, I'll go spend a little bit more time on your blog and do a little bit more reading myself. But until we have a chance to talk again or meet in person, it was good talking to you and uh, look forward to uh, getting this, uh, this interview up on my podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You too.